Google Pixel has been working flawlessly up until this point. So, oh, it's been working like <laughs> a regular phone. You're running the whole thing off your phone. <laughs> really? It's been working like a regular phone. Oh, like, oh welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to, to the 21st, 21st century. century. Thank you, my text right? I was like, it's 2017, yeah. Ryan. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> I didn't know he could send gifts. Ryan's like sending gifts and like taking <laughs> like, pictures and got, taking videos. Camera on it. It's got and a camera on it. Yeah. I'm streaming. <laughs> for, like, I, I don't. <laughs> I did no. live stream today, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I could do that via Facebook. Let's I couldn't do any of this on my on my Windows phone. I, I couldn't. Fucking grandma does this shit. He's a hundred years old. I got the phone and I felt like I was on a boat. Like I was like, yeah, victory. Y'all are just snatching it away from me throughout the day. I was like, I'm not texting these guys anymore. Like that. Yeah, I'm gonna text all my other friends and absolutely wave all my gifs in their face. Big gif party. Yeah, gif all over them. Big fucking uncircumcised. No, Ryan. But Ryan's waving around all his friends with their Android flip phones. You fuck you, Ryan. How about that? Oh. I'm just Shift kidding. Away. I love I love rubbing technology in everyone else's face, so I really can't talk. Uh, it's just funny when you're doing it, it and I'm not. Uh, it happens when you go from Windows Phone to normal phone. It absolutely happens. I went through it. <laughs> no, it's yeah, literally gosh. like giving a caveman a fork. Like it's like life changing. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, Did you bash it's pretty hard for. And then immediately bash it on your own head because that's what you should do. <laughs> no, I'm. St I actually, I still have my phone because I'm using it for the show notes, so I can still pick up <laughs> Wi-Fi on my Windows phone. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing those are good for. It's good for pretty much. <laughs> uh, Laos and Donnie with the same joke. Great timing. <laughs> oh, we are bros. Yep. <laughs> Great lines. Uh, all right. Well, this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible tangent, but at least to pick the spirits up, and that's good. This might, this might make the blooper reel for the beginning of the episode. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Very throaty. Here we are back with the girth and the throatiness. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time. <laughs> the throatiness ever leaves, though, Ryan? Not my household, at least. Throatiness is always involved with girth. Oh, <laughs> in any event, guys, okay. welcome to the Brewmasters Club. And uh, we are all here tonight to bring you an awesome, amazing show. Uh, as a matter of fact, support the show by using your Amazon affiliate link uh, down here at the bottom. And uh, shop online anytime you do. The nice little guys over there at uh, Amazon find a way to kind of pay us back a little bit. So, guys, welcome to the show. I've got with us <laughs> the crew here tonight. Uh, Last man, how's it going? I, I'm doing great. I just I, I can't help but feel like there might be a couple <laughs> tall people at Amazon. Like you, you said, I mean, you said the nice little guys. No. Like they're all just in general a small folk. But I mean. They, there's probably some six-footers in there. I mean, that's oh, yeah, great. Awesome. Well, glad to have you here. And uh, Donnie, how's it going over there? Uh, doing well, man. Uh, doing well, just hanging out. We've got a we've got a busy show tonight. I'm just looking at the show notes. There's a lot going on, but I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Ryan. Definitely. And Dano, that uh, 
really bright, vibrant Nike jacket you got on there. How's it going? Haters going to hate. I'm doing great. <laughs> I meant to rhyme there. Greater's going to great. That's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little parm on the side. <laughs> <laughs> well uh that's great glad to have you guys on and uh, we are the official great, podcast Ryan. of the brewmasters club but here on the craft brews and geek news we talk about national stories local flavors and all of your favorite favorite geeky nuggets of <laughs> pop culture uh donnie you kind of teased a little bit about something over there i know i know whatever uh and uh <laughs> you all know what my favorite is <laughs> my favorite <is> <laughs> And you're my baby too. Oh, Donnie, yeah. suck. Uh, <laughs> no, what Ryan was what Ryan was getting at is what that are you teasing us with, man. We've got a um, like I said, we've got a we've got a very packed show. Part of that is um, today's a very important day. It is the 12th of uh, January, and we actually we're 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 broadcasting live, not just now, but but uh, in a few hours from uh, the Nintendo uh, Treehouse event that's going to basically. Uh, fulfill our geeky reservoirs and top them off there, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, for the next foreseeable uh, months until March when it comes out because uh, they're going to talk new games, tech, hardware, all, all sorts of stuff. So I thought it nothing but necessary tonight to at least kick off the show just by talking a little bit about the Nintendo Switch. And by talking about it, I mean, let's peer a little bit into the future. For some odd reason, Amazon UK posted the, the the Nintendo Switch, not available for purchase, but available to review. So I thought I'd take a, a few minutes here just before we start the show to kind of kick things off to reach into the future and find out uh, what the future travelers of Amazon that have came back to review the Nintendo Switch have to say about this lovely device. Um, because for some reason, again, uh, Amazon UK decided to enable comments and reviews without actually selling a product. First review from Luke Malia. It's a five-star review, and it's labeled a time traveler's review. I go on. <laughs> my, my name is Luke. I'm a time traveler from the year 2020. In 2017, Nintendo launched their new console, the Nintendo Switch. One month later, in shock and announcement, Sega announced the Dreamcast 2, the release of the dreamiest cast created, a rift right through the gaming community, thus beginning the second Nintendo vs. Sega war known to mankind. Yes. Everyone, everyone picked a side. It was calm in the beginning, just as the usual Facebook keyboard battles. Mario is just a fat plumber who can't run fast. Sonic can't run <laughs> even fix a broiler. Admittedly, these arguments were not the most creative. Sadly, things escalated quickly into violence in the streets. Over the last three years, I've lost many, too many to count. I was in my underground bunker hoping that the roof would continue holding up. I, I was alone, excuse me. <laughs> I couldn't let anyone else see my dark secret. It was a secret too scared to reveal. I own both consoles, and I thought it was a logical way to play the best games, and surely I was right. Right? Except I wasn't the only one. Phil owned both too. He shouted about everyone, claiming that he'd found the Enlightenment. Instead of becoming the savior he believed himself to be, he became the enemy of both sides, and they literally ripped himself apart in the streets. I knew I had to do something to find a way to... This is going on forever. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This is legitimate. This is legitimate. (laughs) From Amazon UK about the Nintendo Switch. Is this verified? Yeah. Like, this is... This is no, he, he's a time traveler. <laughs> Here's the best part. Here's the best part. 
He gave it a three out of fucking five. <laughs> <laughs> All that detail. <laughs> so oh, I, had, I had a couple more highlights. And then again, like I said, guys, we're going to, to go into, um, we're actually going to do a real uh, a live stream of the Nintendo Switch reveal event. So stay tuned on this channel starting at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Um, Brewmasters Club uh, YouTube channel and Facebook and Twitter, uh, not Instagram, but those three are those, yeah, those two. Um, we will do a full in depth. There, there's four more comments on here that I couldn't not start off the show <laughs> with just because they're hilarious. So first off, or second off, this is from Steve Boothroyd. Um, he gave a five star review and it's labeled finally. Finally, I can play on the TV and then keep playing while I'm on the bog taking the big fat devil's third. Thought that one was interesting. <laughs> wow. Here's the next one from Aaron Geary. Aaron gave us a five, gave the Nintendo Switch a five-star review. The perfect toilet companion. Portable Skyrim toilet sessions will improve by 100,000%. Excellent. The next one, also a five-star review by Edna Powell on January 10th, 2017. The title is Astra OPC for the win. This is for you, Laos. I came to Amazon to buy, a break, to buy brake pads for my Astra OPC, but instead I signed up for the notifications of the Nintendo Switch. Period. Five stars. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> yeah. What's an Astra OPC? Do you know what that is, Laos? I'm not too familiar with it, but I know they call uh, I, they call some Fords Astras over there, but I, I don't know too much more again, than that. Yeah, again, again it's, the, it's the UK version, so I don't know what those are either, but I was like, oh, Laos might find humor in this one. Last, <laughs> last review I have is by... Astros by Opal. Okay, Astros. Well, yeah. It's a newer car. Well, he wanted brake pads, and he got a Nintendo Switch, <laughs> so he's for the win. <laughs> Keeps the, last a little bit. the last one I have is a real, a real uh, good one here by Paul Jones, five-star review, titled, Erect as can be. Someone pass some more tissues, please. That's all we have, folks. <laughs> thank you to that guy. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for all that there, Donnie, and... Uh... <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. 10:30. Stay tuned for more. I can only imagine. Uh, guys uh, out there listening on the podcast, I'm actually uh, proud to present uh, some of this interview that I had over there with Robert at the Zephyr Hills Brewing Company this past Saturday. We're actually going to kick off a couple of clips for you here for you guys to take a listen to, and uh, we'll get some feedback going here in a minute. Even though you found this in your retirement, how did your uh, your humble brewing beginning? occur how did you get started with all of this about uh, four and a half years ago my son gave me a one gallon make your own beer kit i made it it was good so i made some more and some more and then it kind of spiraled out of control <laughs> i was making beer once or twice a week uh entering into competitions it just really got obsessive yeah yeah just uh, just overpowered you and it, what, what was it for you like what made it fun it's science yeah? Nothing's more exciting. Well, history's better, but science is really <laughs> exciting. So there's a lot of mixing and matching. Yeah, and it's chemistry, it's biology, it's it's just, it's good stuff. Awesome. awesome. And, and at you, the end, you get beer. Yeah, <laughs> the alcohol is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. Yeah, and I, I think one of the coolest parts about that is that he makes beer, gets beer, and makes a lot of beer, obviously, enough to... Uh, create a brewery out of it so uh, what'd you guys think about that uh, little clip there I, I can tell you my opinion i thought i thought he seemed like a genuinely um there's a, there's a passion about these guys that you can hear and i may have more insight than you guys so maybe i should go and last next time but only because i listened to it four times i was cutting the audio up for this this very interview <laughs> <laughs> but 
but he seems he seems like one of those eccentric guys that that I say eccentric in the best way possible, as in one of the type of guys that that you want to be making your beer. Not not just a fly by night. I've met a lot of brewers, a lot of small breweries that have started because oh, craft brews are, are cool, man. Craft beer is awesome. We should you know, hey, me and my best friend here, we should start a brewery. This is not one of those guys. This is a guy that that is not only intelligent in the way that he talks and the way that he presents himself, but he also um, is passionate about what he's doing and he wants to put out a good product and, and he's taking the time to, to learn how to do so. So I find a, a great deal of respect for guys like that, just from hearing him. Everyone wants to turn their hobby into a lifestyle. And I think this guy's done it. Yep. And, and you can tell by the way he talks about it, that he really loves it and he's pretty lucky, but people like that, you stay consistent, do what you love and you make the lifestyle. Yeah, so. Definitely. Last man, what do you got? Oh, no, that guy sounds like a, a, a – if I've ever heard of the term before, it would probably be a rad grandpa. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> like a dude who's – he's just – it sounds like he kind of has seen it all and is like, you know what? I'm probably just going to make some beer out of this, like, and I'll just keep on trucking. And, like, that that's wonderful. That's refreshing, uh, you know. <laughs> Can't speak for the beer. Haven't tried it, but uh, it sounds great. Uh, yeah, no, it sounds like a cool hobby that, yeah, like you guys said, kind of developed into just some sort of badass type of uh, brewery where a bunch of old guys can be like, hey, this, I made this. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you could so, definitely like tell it. the you could definitely tell the passion is there as he as he continued to talk, uh, which we're going to get into here in a more in a second. Uh, he definitely uh, reciprocates that love and passion. Uh, for the craft uh, of of what he does, so uh, I think we got a, another clip here, and uh, let's get into that. All right, so this one is the one where he he realized that he could actually start the brewery. So let me just play this one. When did you realize that you had a tangible drink, a tangible product that you could start a brewery? What was that process like? Well, I did pretty good in competition. I'm the 2014 National Home Brewer of the Year beat 3,000 other brewers, 8,000 beers from six wow. different countries. Wow. Uh, at that point, everybody said, open a brewery, open a brewery. I said, I'll never open a brewery. I'll never open a brewery. Uh, retirement came. The after retirement vacation came. Then we went home. We, we First day we did laundry. Second day we cleaned the house. Third day we looked at <laughs> I, each other. I can other. see where this is going. Uh, <clears throat> And then, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm retired, so I remembered something, and all I could remember is open a brewery. I forgot the never ever part, so here we are. Uh, <laughs> keeps me, I was either that or I was going to join a gang. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, join I, a, don't, don't join a gang. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he did not want to join a gang, I can tell you that. But Craft uh, some brews man yes yeah. his, his uh his beard would have actually gotten him in that's what i kind of commented towards the end but uh one of the beers for our listeners out there if you haven't had it uh the one that he won the award for was the way off kilter so um it was brewed for a little while before he opened this uh brewery out there a little backstory here at another local brewery called 610 and they brewed that for a couple of years so he kind of had his foot in the door which I didn't have a lot of time to get all of the information I wanted to. There was a brew, brew tour bus coming through um, the small areas up for Hills. So I really didn't have a lot of time to expand on that uh, and how he actually got started getting that done. But that's the backstory. It was brewed at 610. And uh, now, of course, that's his own beer. So I thought that that was pretty neat. 
how he won that award and beat out like 8,000 different types of beers and brewers and stuff like that. So I vaguely remember you telling me about that. This guy, like back when we started the Brewmasters Club, like in 14, you're like, oh, I know the guy that that was the, the you brewer of the year. And I, I thought that was interesting that you kind of came back circled. And so, Ryan, just, just because you, this is your interview, man, um, we had a couple more on this. I think the most important ones were some of his challenges, the community, and what is his yeah. mantra. But the next one I have queued up was his mantra. You guys want to hear kind of what his what his MO is? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let me hit that one now. What was sort of your mantra? Like, take me through the, the kind of process, like what you wanted the look and the feel of, of the brewery to, to, to be geared towards. Well, we're located in a historic district. So we had a building that was not all that historic. 1969, it was built as a bank. Okay. But we wanted to try to match uh, the look and feel of uh, something from a much earlier time. I wasn't that fond of the industrial look. I wasn't, you know, I don't even know what postmodern is, much less know how to do it. So we took uh, and built it with native cypress, the lowest grade I could find. We uh, Cypress kept, is always nice, though. Yeah, it is. So. And it, it comes out pretty nice. It we does. used old palettes. We printed big copies of uh, pictures from the beginnings of Zephyr Hills around the, you know, 1911 to okay. 1930. And it just grew from there. My wife had a big part in that because, as she says, I really don't have taste. <laughs> so, and I Except for beer. Well, beer, yeah. <laughs> and, and, of course, I have excellent taste in brides. But as, of far, as, as far as making a place look a certain way, that's, that's not my specialty. So she did most of that work. Plus, we had 60 volunteers who oh, came wow. in and worked from a minimum of 25 hours to one over 200 hours. Incredible. to do uh, all the work and uh, contribute to that so and they all did it for beer so they all did it for beer they did it for beer that's yeah. a great way to and they did a great job people should work more for beer i I'm, think the, i mean why we not built pyramids working for beer why not now we did we did touch on that as you mentioned ryan in the full interview guys just so you know will be on online uh, probably as early as Saturday morning. So yeah, and part of that story, I mean, the 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 brewery itself is not, uh, it's not gigantic, it's not crazy huge, but um, he, as he mentioned, it was kind of built on the same property of a bank. And if you walk in, there's a there's the main room with the bar and and taps, and there's another room that they'll open up for different special events, so a couple TVs in there. But there's actually an old bank vault that's still there in you know near pristine condition which is a pretty cool thing it's yeah it's real cool uh, it's real neat so um i definitely felt that he was really involved with the whole process and making sure that he wasn't only you know uh, restoring his retirement at that point but also <laughs> restoring the building so that was really neat what you guys think i, I loved it i thought he was uh, again he just spoke to his character and to you know how, how cool would that be to be, you know, a, a retired guy and be like, you know, what do I really want to do with my life now that I'm here and then have the passion and have the skill and the the interest to do it. And again, like it takes, you know, the guys from 8-1 Bay, one was a mechanical engineer, one was a biologist, one was a marketing bar guy. I mean, it takes kind of all, all walks of life. And so this guy, this guy kind of figured it out and being small and, and starting small, of course, is, is fine. But he's also starting small in an area that is not this you know downtown tampa so it's it's no. it's an area that that can prove to to grow so that's great yeah and there's a lot of empty shops that yeah. are around the area dane laos you guys got uh any thoughts when are we gonna start our own <laughs> <laughs> never everyone everyone else is doing it 
No, I'm with I'm with I'm with uh, him. I never want to start a brewery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know that that's a great idea. I mean, it, let's think about it. Uh, so, of the four of us, which one of us does not want to drink all the beer we can? Because well, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> we all can. I know that phrase is a little weird, but like, I mean, we all. If think about it this way, if we could produce about 200 gallons of beer weekend, would we drink it all? Yes. So yeah. sorry for we that. Would have to... Hi, Ryan. Hello there. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. So, Hi, Ryan. Again, the, the whole atmosphere, the whole vibe, everybody was in there having a great time. The beers were excellent, uh, very consistent with what you would expect out of any of the styles that you want to try. Uh, but again, around the area, I talk with my hands, uh, around the area, there's really, I mean, it's downtown Zephyr Hills. There's really... Not a whole lot going on, at least at the time that I was there. And there was a couple shops across the other side that were, uh, you know, vacant and and not really lively. And I think a place like this could really do wonders for a community uh, like Zephyr Hills. So uh, I actually I think we have uh, some of that audio there about the community of craft beer drinking and uh, what it can do. So Donnie. Would you say that those people that have never truly tried a craft beer, they're coming in more and more often now that they're getting their hands on different flavors? And Absolutely. Profiles? Our returning customer ratio is quite high. Okay. Uh, and what happens is is the, is we we allow bottle shares. Awesome. So the the people that have five or 6,000 bottles at home yeah. come in and they share it with pretty much anybody that wants to. So we have you know people that have been drinking very easy drinking uh, gateway type craft beers. Yeah. All of a sudden get handed a little glass of, of a farmhouse or an imperial stout and they, it's a wonderful opportunity. Everybody learns and everybody has yeah. a good time. And that's, and that's what the community, and that's what we at the, uh, on the podcast always talk about, the community of craft beer drinkers. And you know, it's not just about drinking beer, it's about making friends and it's about learning and t- testing those flavor profiles, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Just to kind of go past the interview portion of this, you know, I had on uh, my Brewmasters Club t-shirt, not exclusively for sale yet, but if you want one, let us know. Um, However, right after I went back inside, I immediately made two or three friends just sitting there at the bar. They all saw the shirt. Some of them overheard that we were doing an interview talking about this, that, or the other. And they were like, hey, so what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, well, I know Robert. He said that he'd give me, you know, that he'd do an interview for the podcast. I talked about the podcast. We talked about the craft beer that was there and immediately became friends. And even one guy turned to his girlfriend because... They wanted to know the uh, the four main ingredients of, of beer and things like that. And I was able to talk to them. <laughs> exactly. Dottie, go ahead. Man. You got your fingers ready. Go ahead. No, you know it. Go ahead, Ryan. We <laughs> <laughs> got the water is the most important thing, uh, followed by your grains and malt. And then, uh, you know, your uh, your hops and yeast. That's there it. You go. Yep, so that's, it. that's the four main main ingredients of beer. You got it, buddy. It, well, I mean, I, I know that now. I didn't know that at the beginning of our, our shows. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really neat. That whole community thing that we just talked about, that we always talk about on the podcast, really came to life. I had about four or five people that I was talking to for about a half an hour. And uh, some of them were there for their first time and, and absolutely loved the environment. So, yeah, it was it was really neat in that regard. It came, oh. came to life. That's awesome. Um, did you guys you guys have any more thoughts about the interview? Like I said, the full interview will be posted on this very channel here. So if you if you subscribe to us on iTunes, um, 
it will be on here. We will, uh, or Android, we'll play it on the, the podcast. Just It'll be a live episode. Um, Dane, Laos, man, do you guys have anything else? It was badass, man. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that, guys. Uh, Intel. Good spot. Robert's yeah. a great guy, great brewer. And uh, if you guys get a chance to make it down to the Zephyr Hills Brewing Company, put it on the map for something other than water. All right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a fucking hell of a sales, sales pitch, though, man. Put it on the map for <laughs> something other than water. Like, that's a really good sales pitch. Did they use that? Uh, yeah. You know, the, not yet, but maybe after this podcast, you never know. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? Like, like that, water, that water brand is nationwide. Why wouldn't you use that to your advantage? That's amazing. That was a really good marketing ploy, though, man. <laughs> you know, I, I have it you to thank sweet. for that, Donnie. Not to, not to sound like I'm kissing your ass or nothing, but I got you to thank uh, for that. Uh, smoosh, smoosh. Come on, man. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. So thank you for that, Ryan. That was great. And, and listen, listeners out there, everybody that's hearing us, um, Laos and Dane, you know, may not know it right now, but, but the whole team, all four of us as a representative here of the podcast, we're, we're going to do all we can to, to get some extra interviews and in, in trying to embrace uh, the, the beer culture beyond what we've been doing. So Ryan is going to take interviews. I'm taking interviews. Uh, Laos and Dane, I hope that you guys, you know, of course, understand that we were all going to be doing this. So it should be fun. And we would love to 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 interview the folks that you guys want us to. So if you if you see somebody out there, if you, if you know something, if you have questions, if you want to find out, you know, what does what uh, dry hopping really mean? We will go out there and find these answers for you. So please do use um, the at Brewmasters Club uh, on Twitter, uh, hashtag Brewmasters Club cast to ask us questions and we will get those answers for you. Um, in the meantime, of course, we are now less than or about 30 days away from Florida Craft Beer Day, moving on to our app and local news. Um, essentially, guys, we are going to be here in Florida celebrating Florida Craft Beer Day, which was the, the opening of the first brewery in the southeastern United States um, on February 15th, which is a Wednesday this year at 7 p.m. All you have to do to participate is raise a glass, cheers it in the air at 7 o'clock, tweet us out at FL. BD 2017 on Twitter. That will get you into the uh, actual uh, Florida Craft Beer Day website that we've got going on. It'll put you right on the homepage of our website. Technology He's. <laughs> oh, there it is. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, it's so on there. there. So if you tweet. But a beer, 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 beer. Stop talking, Ryan. So if you Sorry. tweet, if you tweet that, so if you tweet at us, you will definitely get on here. So, with that said, simply use hashtag FLCBD. It stands for Florida Craft Beer Day, two thousand seventeen. Simply use that hashtag. You will get here on the website, and we will talk to you then. Thank you, my friends. That is all. Use Flipkit. Wowza. <laughs> Flip nice. Flip could will do it, man. Um, that's how we're gonna watch the live Flip stream could. later this evening. So this will be interesting. So what guys, we are a crowdfunded community-driven app. Your insight shapes the app, not uh, intended to replace your favorite social media network, but we will be here as your exclusive guide to try new things. Why? Because without trying new things, you'll never earn discovery of local brews. All right. Uh, let's see. So, guys, uh, what are you drinking, and uh, what what do you want to drink? Last man, kick us off. Fantastic. I uh, would love to. So, my brew of choice for tonight is something I'm very unfamiliar with. It is um, the Duvel Triple. Ooh, uh, gnarly! Yeah. I like it. So, 
capital gnarly because um, come to find out, uh, and this is per the recommender uh, advice, uh, the lady said that this is the least banana type triple that she has in her arsenal. And so when I asked her more about that, I was like, what do you mean? Are you not trying to find bananas here? Which shortly got out of control. But yes, she turns out is not a fan of banana tasting uh, triples. So she recommended the Duvel. It's a Belgian gold nail and it's absolutely lovely. It's actually reminiscent of pear flavor. So instead of banana, getting a little bit more pear flavored, which apparently is right in my wheelhouse. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed that, huh? That's nice. No, that's all I got. That's, I just had one bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's very, very good. That's a great bit. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, it tastes a lot like pear. And uh, and on to the next one. Dana, what you got working over there? Yeah, same shit, different day. Um, winter warmer. Yeah, it's a winter ale, cold mountain Highland. Big shout out to them. You um, catch them on Twitter at Highland Brews. So big shout out to uh, Highland out of uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Just make sure you also hashtag us while you're doing that. Sorry. Hashtag us, not hashtag us, but you know. <laughs> nope. You know the just script. the United States in general. You know the That's... script. Um, but yeah. All of them. Fifty of them. Hey, I got three more. So three more of these, and then I'll move on. Well done. Well done. So, um, Donnie, I think you said you had something a little special. Uh, what are you uh, drinking over there? Um, I don't. I don't have. Uh... So it is special because it's it's I, I've talked about it many times, um, but basically uh, it's it's one of my just un, uh, unwavering favorites. It's the unholy triple from uh, Coppertail, and I can't say like this. What this beer has done for me is like uh, what the N sixty four did for N sixty four kid. It really just kind of made me appreciate the thing that I love so much, which is beer. In his instance, it was video games and N64s. But um, <clears throat> like Lau said, man, triples, uh, they're just such a good, they're a great beer. They're really complex, but this Unholy from Coppertail, I don't, there's not one thing about it that I don't like. It pairs with food <clears throat> very well. It doesn't have an overbearing fruit, apricot, pear flavor. Um, it just is a great drinkable triple. And if you're not used to triples, I just highly suggest it. Uh, for Belgians, it's just one of my favorite beers. And it's local. And it's it's just – it represents everything that we try to support. So I love it. And uh, I bought a six-pack of it tonight because tonight it's going to be a very long night for us. So <laughs> we were drinking for Rogue One, so – Thank you, Dane. <laughs> Dane, Dane. Dane is the only one applauding. Just FYI. Because he's, he's the worst. That's all. <laughs> he is the worst. It's it's pretty honest. Did you guys have anything else on this before we move on to our next segment? Because, again, this might be sketchy. Ryan's trying oh, to talk Ryan, about something. Ryan has blacked Phone himself in. out. Uh, we got a caller. Uh, caller on one, yes. Uh, <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the right. Masters Club. Hello, Ryan. Welcome uh, to the podcast. Hello. Right. I am here. I am here. You're caller actually... nine. Oh. You what I win? A beer? Betty. Oh. Or is whatever. You want a segment. Go now. Yes. 
I'm on air. <laughs> okay, guys. I've got the pseudo Sue from Toppling Goliath Brewing Company, and I got to tell you, this is oh a fantastic Oh, my God. I've got the T-Rex. Beer. I love it. I've seen that one it is. many times. Yeah. That's, now, that's I didn't, one I almost got. Well, I didn't know this, but it's actually scoring a 99 on Beer Advocate. Ooh. So one for, a single, for a single hop IPA Just that uh, finishes with a, with, a, with a bite. But, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Dane's a dick. Hashtag <laughs> Dane's a dick. Uh, Dane, oh, hashtag Dane bites good. Dane, <laughs> I won't go any further. Um, but yeah, it definitely finishes with a strong bite, and it's got a good florally uh, flavor to it uh, with uh, some citrus, mango, and evergreen notes. So definitely pick this up. I actually got this pint can for two dollars at my local Shell's gas station. So little score there. Um, couldn't be more pleased. So, so. it's a good choice. Uh, Let's keep this thing going. Donnie, what do you got for us? So for this, so for the geek, thank you, Ryan, for that. And, uh, and uh, thank you guys. That, those are all good beers. So uh, we will, we will absolutely, each one of us will, not only will we, we will tweet out when we have this uh, podcast up and, and ready to be listened to, but we will also tweet out, tweet out to our partners for letting us um, kind of have some of their product and talk about it a little bit. So each, each, each one of you if, you, if you hear that, please tweet to them, tweet to Coppertail, tweet to the pseudo folks, you know, tweet to those guys that Dane just won't stop drinking out of. Um, let them know that, that you've heard about a good product and you want to try it. And if you can't get it in your area, try to get it because we're all about drinking local beer, drinking it where you're at. Um, but in the meantime, we will move on to our geeky news. Air noises over a <laughs> microphone. <laughs> all our geeky news. Well, we're real excited to bring <clears throat> This 2017 airplane hard yeah, you had one job. over a microphone. I, I had one job to do. All from the lower diaphragm uh, in 3D sound effect. But You know, you guys didn't hear any of this when I had my Windows phone. So, you know, now you're getting everything. Yeah. Now you're getting all the Shame details. The Windows phone for not picking up half of what you're trying to expel out of your mouth. I mean, not to bash Windows, but yeah. Not Google's fault, okay? I just hope there's I hope there's yeah. one listener, just one listener that said, oh, you know, guys, I, I listened to you since episode one, and then and then this guy got better technology, and then this guy got better, and then this guy got better, and then this guy like we just start climbing this fucking technology ladder. We're like, hey, listen to us, we're fucking sitting in the studio, bitches. And this one goes, I was there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, eventually we're gonna be Dolby 5.1. Yes. But at this point, we're like, meh. We're, we're just, at best, we're like speakerphone with those weird like fold-out speaker yeah. antennas. I would we're give just, us ProLogic. I would. I really we're, would. We're just blowing away the RCA puppy dog. He's just, <laughs> on the guy's in a, a chair, like an armchair. And it's like... <laughs> anyway. <I> like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, something, something, something really special happened between... And this is now getting into our, our geek news section here. Something really special happened between... Uh, a couple weeks before Christmas, when Rogue One came out, and a couple, and a couple, <laughs> really, and a couple, really? <laughs> and, and no, a couple I told you every sound, every sound. <laughs> we all have the same headset, Ryan. Uh, what we were talking about was the uh, this this great time in between when when Rogue One came out and and now, essentially, um. A, a podcast that I listened to called The Weekly Planet was featuring this really awesome 8-bit video. Did you guys please, please, and if you didn't, just lie to me and say you did, did you guys get a chance to check out this 8-bit video about Vader and the last 
few moments of Rogue One. I wouldn't miss it. I couldn't have been more proud, yeah. to be honest with you. It was awesome. Yeah. I couldn't have gotten less service on my phone. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 I got a pick damn it. Dick. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. That's okay, because what I'm going to do here, guys, I'm going to play, I think it's about 15 minutes, and I'll, I'll screen share it so that we can all watch it as we're talking, but I'm going to play this video that I made. It's all in 8-bit fashion, so like, just to be honest, never done a lot with 8-bit, but I, I, I drafted this, and I, I put it together because I thought it was hilarious, and if you don't agree, that's all right. You're wrong, but it's fine. Um, in the meantime, I just wanted to to put this together so that you guys could kind of see it because it's hilarious. <laughs> and what I'm do is just play this video, and we can I'll, I'll pause it and we'll talk through it. Are you guys in on that? Just to just to walk through this thing, all in. Yep, let's do it. All in. All right. Well, let's uh, let me go ahead and hit this play button, and I will start the first interview. Basically, this young guy. Uh, his name is John Stratman, and he is he's out of Wisconsin. He's a college kid, and he doesn't – this isn't his job, but he's just having a great time. So let me hit play, and I will um, hit, you know, hit play on this one too. So, Can you just give me a little bit of intro as to, to who you are, kind of what you do, and what your affiliation is that's kind of gotten you this, or what's, what's your day look like? This animation thing is kind of a hobby that kind of took off online. All right. Uh, Joe Blow is – an entertainment news site, and they also have a lot of exclusive videos. Take the trailers is one of the exclusive video uh, series. Got I've got a friend who works on another. Or he's got a, quite a quite a few shows on Joe Blow, and that's how I got to be involved uh, with the site. And so for the site, you you uh, you're one of their animators that that product provides some of that content. Yeah. And how'd you get involved with with those guys? I, I made I made a trailer for The Force Awakens back. November of 2015, and that got that got like a pretty decent chunk of views. And then right after that, I made the I remade the trailer for Captain America: Civil War, and that got that did pretty well on its own too. And then I think I, I told or I, my my friend that works that works for the site, Taylor James Johnson. Uh, I told him or I asked him if Joe Plo would be interested in this kind of thing. And I promptly forgot that I even told him, that I even asked him to show that there. And then a couple months later, I got a message just out of the blue saying, hey, Joe Blow wants to pick up your series. So That's awesome. <clears throat> Pretty awesome, right? Did you guys, Were you guys able to see that, that, that clip that I played? Yeah. I, yeah just, I, I just thought it was really neat how he was able to create all of that <laughs> uh, in 8-bit. In and make it look and feel like a movie trailer. I, I was intrigued by it. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. When I took that, that video had 340,000 views, and that was just over like five days. And that was before I interviewed him. But Dane, what do you think about that, man? Like, I, I, the nostalgia factor for me, it's like, I've got to talk to this guy just to find out what he was going through. Well, I, obviously, I love that bit because of Star Wars, but I've, I've seen his other videos. And I didn't know it was that guy until I saw the very end, and I saw their, um, yeah, uh, their the logo end, thing. Yeah, the end. So I was like, "Oh, I know that! I know who that is!" Yeah. So that's cool. Really cool. Well, man, that was the clip I was trying to get you to watch. What'd you think, dude? Uh, I thought that was great. I mean, I'd be a little apprehensive if the guy like 
was local and was like, hey, man, like, you know, can I crash at your place? Because I feel like I'd wake up and he'd be like, oh, the Keurig's jammed again. And it'd be like a big old, like, video game type of thing. And I'm like, I know the fucking Keurig is jammed. Like, I, it's been jammed. But, like, I feel like that would be a cool, a cool way to, like, jazz some of your friends. Um, if you had that ability to just animate their lives and eight yeah. it, like that'd be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you could just be like, "Oh, flat tire, flat tire, flat tire." Like, yeah, I get it three times in one week. Like, my girlfriend didn't <laughs> fill up the tire one time, and like, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's great. So I get it. I get into a bit of that because, like, what I thought was the best is that he does it takes. So he said it takes him about two to four weeks to make like that, but um, you know, he can do them faster or or fat or or slower but the thing is he he painstakingly builds every piece of that in like multiple different programs and i want to i'm going to play a video that or play a little clip that has his process in it um but it's it's really amazing man so um his clips are pretty quick and we'll get through these and then we'll be probably done in about you know in, who knows how long it takes but let me let me play the next ones for you guys just so you can hear a little bit about his process you guys down or ryan did you have any comments about that one specifically no that was great yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was it was really awesome. So, all right, let me play these. Um, do you, do you is that something that that struck you as is what you wanted to do, or you just said you know this looks pretty cool? It's really unique, and I've not seen anybody do it, so I'm gonna try and tackle it. Well, when the third Force Awakens trailer came out, the last trailer before the movie was gonna come out, I was so hyped, I wanted to make something. I don't know, I don't know where the idea came from, but like there there have been people who've done this sort of thing before me. I don't know. I don't know why I started, but I just made a remake of Force Awakens trailer because I was excited. And before that, before that, I had uh, I had tried animating other things, and it was like a super ambitious project. And my computer's hard drive crashed, and I lost everything. Jeez, oh, yeah. And so I was just for like a year and a half and didn't make anything until Star Wars came out so yeah that kind of just that kind of kick-started my whole creativity again so no it's yeah. awesome what what, the, what he basically said is that you know he was he was just kind of fucking essentially and and then he um his hard drive crashed and he was just like so pissed and so dead <laughs> and then and we, which we've all been right like yeah like i've been working on projects and i can't work on it from this computer or my computer can't handle it or whatever it may be you know, and you just feel you just feel like the winds out of your sails. He goes, but I just I, I saw that the Force Awakens was coming out, and I wanted to. This is why, like, I really got engaged for what he was saying is because he was like, as a fan, he's like, I really just wanted to do something to to like showcase how excited I am. And so he he like went out of his way to apply his learning that he's found from the sound program to make the MIDI music, to make, to animate the, the characters, to design the art, to design the backgrounds, to design the motion, to fill it into a, a capture uh, system, to then animate that, then put it on this and then put it on a script and then background music and put all, he did all this stuff just because he was a freaking fan of star Wars. And if, if you can look at, a guy like this, who is just a young kid that's still in college in Wisconsin, and say that Star Wars is stupid and it doesn't have an impact on people's lives, you're a goddamn idiot. I mean, like you, you are, nah. you are yeah, you're not seeing the the impact that this phenomenon has on people. This is just a, a case of how influential 
as a, as a rebooted franchise after 30 years can do to a young kid in Wisconsin. I, I find it huge. So, Ryan, I mean, you 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 okay? You had some ideas there. I, I I was intrigued by what you said. I mean, it's it sparked his imagination and you know, kind of bringing that home and and lifting off his his whole creativity again. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like there's a lot of things that we do here and talk here on the podcast that are doing it for myself, but for him to do it from based on a Star Wars movie, uh, just incredible, incredible. Last man, Dane, you got you guys got anything else? Boba Fett uh, agrees. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you got a Boba coffee? Cup? All right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Like, Boba this Keurig? was just sitting on my table because I have a bunch of random Star Wars stuff. So, Star Wars. So, Dane, Dane is life. Last, I want I want to ask you this too. But, but, Dane, give me one example similar to his story where Star Wars has has impacted your life. And I know that that's happened because I have countless stories. But give me a story. Like, like what is it, man? Like, like for me, every year my mom buys pajamas for the family, right? So, like, every year I look forward to getting some sort of Star Wars footy pajamas because it's just cool, man. If I can be BB-8 or Chewbacca or <laughs> Han Solo head to toe, it's cool, man. Like, Give me one Star Wars where it's changed your well, life. I mean, though. just when I was younger, it was like the Legos. I was really big into Legos, and it was always Star Wars. I had to have Star Wars. And I would build, and I talk about this all the time, and I, I wish I still had it, but I had a Naboo fighter, the yellow one. Hmm. And I actually, mm-hmm. I had enough, I had enough Legos to build a black and red one. Exact replica and it's because I love Star Wars and I loved I know people hate those movies, but I love the Naboo fighters. So and that the, the love of Star Wars drove me to do that. I mean, buying I love Boba Fett, so buying Boba Fett gear. Uh for Halloween, I was a Jedi, like that I was so pumped to be a Jedi. Yep. And sitting out there and seeing two little Jedi running across the street. And like, oh look, it's another Jedi, and they run over. Like, it's awesome. Yep. There's so many little yep. instances throughout your throughout my life where Star Wars has had a little impact, and without even really knowing it. Well, give us your quick rundown. I got one more clip, and then we got to wrap it up, man. We got a busy agenda this evening. Yep, I'm on it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So for me. Oh man, uh, I love just stormtroopers. I think they're cool. Uh, I love everything about them. So I uh, am a huge fan of stormtroopers since uh, since the original Battlefront on Xbox. Like that was old school. <laughs> uh, that was a good time. Uh, you know, when they start bringing Jedi stuff, I'm like, mm, okay, I can sit this one out. But uh, other than that, yeah, man, super cool. Uh, Loving, loving Star Wars since uh, since I thought about stormtroopers being normal. Like, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, they're not just a number to you, right? Numbers, but that's the cool part. He's like, they're extraordinary <laughs> and numbers. they're terrible, terrible shots. Absolutely terrible yeah. shots. Okay, well, unless you're a death trooper. Unless you're covered by the force, then you're also a terrible shot. Whatever. Spoiler. Spoilers yeah. aside. Ryan, we, we, no. we won't get in between your snuggle time, man. Um, that was pretty <laughs> adorable. 
Eh, we got she one. had to say good night. So yeah. yeah, good night, little Coro. You're beautiful. One one little one one last clip, and then we're gonna wrap this up so we can yep. get ready for the live stream here, which kicks off in literally 15 minutes, boys. So get ready. Whew. All right. What is it that takes the the biggest chunk of your time or creates the biggest challenge? Probably sprite editing. Uh, wait, no, ba- backgrounds. Oh, the the detail in the backgrounds. This, <laughs> yeah, because you've got all the space to fill, and you don't want to make it look. You don't want it to have too many colors, and you want you want to keep it authentic. You also want to capture some aspect of the original scene. Oh, I was going to ask you what the sprites were. Because I don't know if everybody out there knows exactly what it is. Now, what what can you define that in kind of layman's terms? What editing a sprite would would entail? Okay, so a character's movements in a video game are made up of poses, and those poses chained chained together create the illusion of movement. So uh, one thing a lot of people do online is take all those different poses and make a, and rip a sprite sheet, which is all the different images of the character in different poses during the movement in one big sheet. And like one individual image of a pose is called a sprite. And it consists I, I of, of, yeah, of the frames like a stop motion capture would. Yeah. Awesome. You would assume that the hardest part would be, I don't know, Making the music, building building the characters, making a story, but he's like, yeah. no, honestly, sprites. You know, moving the sprite and making the background was was complex, which which I thought was very interesting to that process. So, I encourage everybody out there, you know, go go check him out. His name is John Stratman. You can check him out um, just by googling eight bit trailers or going to JoeBlow.com and finding their contour source, content sources there. Um, he will be on uh, our full interview. Will be online and animated in at eight bit fo- uh, fashion, which is which is very exciting for us. Again, that will probably launch on Friday, or excuse me, on on Monday. Um, let's see, today is Thursday, so we'll have yeah, probably uh, the Zephyr Hills interview will probably come out on Saturday. His interview will probably come out on Monday. So definitely check us out and um, see what you guys can can learn from that because it's super interesting. Um, did you guys have anything else about that? Because I might have some info just off the top of my head if you had specific questions. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that was great, actually. I liked it. I loved, it. I loved his work. I love. I just like that it's a very unique thing that I've I've not seen before like that. It's just amazing talent. Sweet. I don't even I don't even know where to start with that kind of stuff. So he used, he like in the interview and, and you'll hear the interview. He goes into like eighteen different programs that he uses, yeah, and it's it's, it's really it's really like he builds it here, he tweaks it here, he puts it here, he waits for it there, he gets this here, and then he has to recreate all the music and MIDI format so it's not copyrighted and it's not plagiarism and it's not you know ripping off characters. I mean it's it's. It's really amazing. This poor kid does it by himself, and he just does wow. it because he enjoys it. And he doesn't even like that's not even what he enjoys most. He's like, I want to to do a live action movie. I really like composing music. I'm like, you're you're the future, man. I'm like John yeah. Stratman. You are the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> power power to you, bro. Because like you've got it going on. So so we love you, buddy, and uh, and good luck to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for bringing that to the table. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, you want you want to close this out, man? 
All right, guys. So tune in next week so that we can talk about the shower beer and uh, the science behind that, as well as we're going to get into some of this VR hypersuit action that's going on in the world today. Uh, gentlemen, where can they find you? Oh, my God. I don't know who that was, but you can find me at <laughs> the Brewmasters Club. At Brewmasters Club. I'm sorry, no, the at Brewmasters Club on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we post all of our, our our interviews and everything else on our YouTube channel. So watch the video version. It's a lot of fun. If you're an Android user, you can find the Brewmasters Club podcast, Craft Brews, and Geek News available on any podcast reader as well as Apple. Please, again, Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews, Geek News. Find us there or on YouTube at the Brewmasters Club. Um, just at Brewmasters Club. Also, you can hashtag Brewmasters Club cast to submit questions, uh, contribute to the show, make answers, whatever you want to. Ryan, that's all I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? That's all? That's everything? That's it. Oh. That's it. Dane, where can they find you at? Uh, you can't find me. I'm a ghost. Ghost Dane. <laughs> uh, ghost Dane, where can they find you at? Uh, hashtag Ghost Dane. I appreciate that. Hashtag. No. Um... On Twitter at DT Mert. Twittered? Twittered. On <laughs> the Twitters. <laughs> on the Twitters. He used to be on Twitter. No, he used to be on Twitter. He did Twittered. It just did it's Twitter. all Nah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, so probably me now. Yeah. Um uh, so I can be found on on Twitter at Mr. Lousman, which is uh I, there so feel free to <laughs> anything that way whatever no questions asked one more time yep <laughs> at mr last man yeah. all right <laughs> and all right. uh that's me you guys can find me at brood boy 813 hit me up with any questions and uh you know let me know if uh you liked anything from that uh interview with robert and if you have any questions for him over there at the zephyr hills brewing company so uh yeah, definitely. That's not how you end it. Hey, are, hey, yeah, are you talking to us? I thought you were going to do that. Hey, everyone. You're to oh, in the no Golden one. Globes, Ryan. Well, yeah, well, this well, is now, not rehearsed. Take it, this, Jimmy is, Fallon. this is all wrong. So, yeah. This Wait, is, I want to uh, thank the folks at NBC. <laughs> just give it a goddamn break. Give it one goddamn break. Give it a break and then go so I can edit this, man. I want to think Which, what comes Brewing. after that? You usually do that part. Just, just doing be it. quiet. Two seconds. But I already did the thing about the Amazon thing. You're not being quiet. Donnie's not feeling good. Finish. You're not being quiet. out of here. I'm, I'm trying. Take me to the promised land. There's nothing past the hashtags. <laughs> Okay, Dane mentioned the promised land. I don't know. That's I'm serious. Like, like ways to like ways to contribute. Oh, the ways to contribute. Oh, oh are you dude. reading this off your fancy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, shut the fuck okay. Thanks, everybody. And next time you can catch us online, we'll be talking about. Uh, of course, we'll have both those interviews online. It's to the Zephyr Hills Brewery and. Of course. Uh, and John Stratton. <laughs> we'll be talking about 8-bit trailers. We will be talking about different things that you can use um, for dildos. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> dildo what are you doing, man? <laughs> that was not in the notes. That wasn't.
we will have a lot of stuff going on, but uh, we will we will also uh, so next week you can tune in for we'll go on a deep science about shower beers, like Ryan said. Uh, we're going to talk about 2017 craft beer predictions, which are always great, and we haven't hit on just yet, as well as the VR Hypersuit. So we appreciate you guys. We love you. Thank you for all you do. Don't forget, you can use the link below to click and simply shop on Amazon, as you normally would. It doesn't cost you anything. The Wizards there just throw us a little bit of cash. If you'd rather throw us cash directly, we do have a PayPal link available. Please do see, I believe it's pay.me forward slash premasters club um you can throw us a couple bucks there if you want to if not that's fine too we love you anyways uh take care and stay tuned for our nintendo switch coverage thank you everybody else sign off you've been listening to the official podcast of the brewmasters club craft brews and geek news grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>